It'll start and it's. Would you believe it's October 1st and it is the October 1st edition of the Win Daily Sports Podcast. I am Brandon C. Williams and my partner. Feeling a little bit better after being under the weather. Antonio Darkangelis and week four, you know, under the books and interesting quarterback play to say the least. Yeah, um... It was weird because we ended up ended up getting a good game from Goff after a really slow start, and you know just just a weird just a weird week overall. So we came from Mahomes. It was bizarre. Yeah, that, that was probably perhaps the most uh, interesting piece of the week is that you know, the Chiefs put up points as usual, but you got nothing from Patrick Mahomes. No interceptions, but no touchdowns. Not even a rushing score from him. So you have to figure that, you know, going this week, Sunday night against uh, Indianapolis, he might be looking at an opportunity to make up for lost time. Yeah, I mean, I have to think that he's going to have a big week. Unfortunately, that game. That game's not part of the main slate on, on, on DraftKings or FanDuel, so that's kind of an interesting feature of this one. Yeah, that, yeah that's you know, going to be a frustrating part more of a showdown thing. And it's interesting because you lose not only him, but you also won't have uh, our guy, uh, our guy uh, Mr. Brissett, Jacoby Brissett, will not be in there as well. Thursday night, uh, Jared Goff and – Russell Wilson, so there's still two more quarterbacks that will be gone, and then on uh, Monday night, uh, I don't think that too many people will be excited about Jimmy Garoppolo, but look at what Baker Mayfield did on the side of progress, so some good quarterbacks that are out. Uh, two bye weeks this week, the Lions, uh, you have no Matthew Stafford, and unfortunately, no quarterback gets to have fun at the expense of the Dolphins' defense. Yeah, uh, you know it's 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 almost getting to the point where it's comedic what you can do by stacking against the Dolphins, but uh, not an option this week, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, frustrating! All you have to move on. Uh, looking at cash game quarterbacks, I had looked in, in writing my column of four, uh, five, uh, four in daily sports. I really did not. Cash games, they're only in my opinion, just two. Uh, and I'll get your thoughts on this. You know, number one, Jameis Winston on the road against the Saints. Uh, he's thrown 765 yards over the past two weeks, he's got seven touchdowns, and it feels as if maybe we're finally getting to see the Jameis Winston we've all been waiting on since he was drafted. Yeah, um, I think Winston's the kind of guy where it takes him a little while to get to get ready. I mean, that was a really thrilling 55-40 to 40 week four win, and we would have thought they were going to put up 55 points against the Rams. Um, the only thing that really strange about that performance is that mistake was a terrible one. That fourth quarter pick six, I mean, that's like a re- it's like a real-life bad mistake, but not so bad in fantasy because, you know, it doesn't really count against that, you know, the multiple scores and, and, and all the stuff that he had going on, but... Man, just Godwin and Evans both looking like top 10 fantasy wide receivers this season. So he's got all these weapons, and, you know, this may be kind of the start of something good for Winston. Uh, you know, you look after week four, he is one of the top 10 uh, fantasy quarterbacks. You look at total points. Uh, obviously, uh, you have Pat Mahomes actually second to Lamar Jackson. Uh, Scott Ford, Ryan Phil, Carson Wentz, and the interesting 
interesting part about Wentz is that you know, he's leads the league in dropped passes and has one of the lowest yards per average so far. But nonetheless, you know, the multiple touchdowns has helped him out. Uh, he's in sixth. Uh, you've got Jacoby Brissett, seven. Deshaun Watson, eight. Matthew Stafford, nine. Phillip Rivers, ten. And right behind him is Jameis Winston. Uh, and at number 12, Gardner Minshew, who, who is outscoring the likes of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, uh, to name a few. Yeah, Minshew's been an enormous surprise and, you know, a boon to some of these owners who picked him up early uh, after that first performance. But maybe the mustache is king. And, and it's, it's really interesting because he's got some good wide receivers. Uh, as much as that, that offense was a running offense, it seems like they're capable of throwing the ball. And DJ Chark has been a, a revelation. And uh, he's been working more into James O'Shaughnessy uh, as tight end. So, really good to see. A lot of a lot of weapons, and, and he's not afraid to throw it. Oh, uh, three. You know, he has yet to go for more than 275 yards, but he's got multiple touchdown passes in three of his four games. You know, the other guy that I thought would be worth a cash game play is probably going to be Tom Brady. I don't think we've seen the monster game from Brady yet. He's taken on a Redskins team that, you know, with the Dolphins out, are the most friendly two fantasy uh, quarterbacks, uh, two fantasy quarterbacks. Uh, you didn't really need much to Brady last week. It was a defensive game. Uh, you know, in recent numbers, you know, it hasn't looked good against the Bills. But uh, against Washington, I think that this is a game you're going to see them airing out. Yeah, I think the Washington run defense is, is halfway decent. So for that reason alone, we could be seeing more Brady airing it out. Uh, you know, there's a risk that that turns into a blowout and they don't throw the ball much in the second half. But if they get there, they're going to get there through the air. So, I mean, he's a guy who could have four touchdowns in the first half. We've seen him do it before. Uh, he's certainly capable of doing it again. And I think he's a really strong cash game play. You know, maybe if the ownership's a little too high, you steer away from him on GPPs. But cash game Tom Brady, you really can't go wrong. Uh, no, no, you can't at all. Uh, you look at GPP, there's certainly a host of uh, good prospects uh, in there, uh, it started to Sean Watson. He's 6,700 at DraftKings. He's 8,000 at FanDuel. Uh, he's facing the Falcons defense that's not going to give him much more pass rush. He's only had five sacks this season. They're allowing nearly two touchdowns a game. But the problem with uh, Watson, he's been sacked 18 times. He's on a pace for 72. And with the way the Texans can be inconsistent, it's very hard to trust Watson at times. You know, and it's it's scary because going into the season, we thought he was going to be one of the more trustworthy quarterbacks. I guess, we, I mean, I didn't anticipate them having as bad an offensive line as they've had so far this season. So that's certainly contributed to some of the issues. And there's just not that, that connection with Hopkins that we normally see. Um, maybe it's because he's spreading the ball around to his other receivers a little bit more often. He's got some other options now. Uh, but, yeah, that offensive line is just horrendous, and it's, it's bringing down the entire offense. Uh, it, it has. And, and the one saving thing, grace uh, for Watson, he's got three rushing touchdowns this season. That certainly has helped his numbers. And again, Falcons are sneaky good uh, defensively. They're ninth in the league in fewest passing yards allowed. So this could be the type of game where you know Watson gets a touchdown or two, but you may not get the mammoth yardage total that you would expect, especially against the Falcons team that doesn't have Keanu O'Neill in the secondary. Yeah, they don't have Keanu Neal in the secondary. They've made some moves to kind of try to shore that up. 
uh, a little bit. But, man, I, I, Watson's the kind of guy that I feel like if we just keep going back to the well, he's going to have that monster performance. I mean, this could be the week. It could be, it could, it could be down the road. But uh, Watson's just too talented to leave off. And, yeah, when you talk about what he can do with his legs, I feel like he's a safer play because of that. Um, and that's often overlooked. You know, in many fantasy formats, you're getting four points for a touchdown pass and six points for a touchdown run. Um, ten, ten uh, point per ten yards rushing. And Watson's a guy who may run all over these these uh, Falcons. Well, Aaron Rodgers, 6,000 at DraftKings. He's uh, 7,800 at FanDuel. We saw what he could do. We finally got the good Aaron Rodgers save for the interception on the final play in the last drive on Thursday night. Uh, this is uh, going to be an interesting contest against the Cowboys. Green Bay is not going to run the ball uh, pretty well. you know. But the thing is, is that if you count the postseason, he, Rodgers has thrown for at least two touchdown passes in five of his last six games against the Cowboys. And if he's got to help me, Devontae Adams, that's going to give him an opportunity to really have an opportunity to trade some points against the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, uh, we're going to have to keep an eye on the status of Adams going in because right now, as you know, if the games, if they started today, we may not see him. I mean, that t- those toe injuries can linger. We know they're, uh, it's not necessarily a, a quote unquote turf toe. It hasn't been designated as a severe problem, but uh, we'll have to see if he's ready to go. Um, I do like Geronimo Allison in that matchup. I think that the Cowboys corners may have an issue, issue you know, with his size. Um, but, you know, that's another game. Uh, it, it has the possibility of being a shootout, but it also could be one of these these grinds uh, where you see a lot of Zeke Elliott and, and you see the, the, the Packers finally using more Aaron Jones. Um, again, there's a bunch of games this week that just look completely up in the air in terms of game script. And I'm almost probably going to be narrowing my focus to a few different games to try to figure out a way to take down some of these GPPs. Uh, and the Cowboys Packer game is certainly one you might want to avoid. You know, Dak Prescott, uh, six touchdown passes in two uh, previous games against the Packers. He's only been sacked three times this season. Uh, but the thing that I noticed in writing my column is that his yards per attempt have dipped with each game. It stopped at 6.76 with the loss on Sunday to the Saints. To me, I'm thinking that this is going to be the week you start seeing this offense swing more of a semi-balanced where you're throwing the ball a bit to where you're going to start seeing Ezekiel Elliott. Now he's got his legs under him. I think this is going to be a game where you might want to avoid Prescott. GPP uh, potential, yes, but I think this is the game where you see Zeke Elliott take over the offense. Yeah, I'm all over Zeke for this game. I think it's a good it's a good time to play him. They're going to probably give him 25 touches. I think, and I think some of that uh, that low yardage per attempt is directly tied to the loss of Michael Gallup. Um, there's been some talk that he could be back for for Week Five. Uh, Jerry Jones actually tweeted that, or someone tweeted that Jerry Jones had said they're not going to keep him um, out of practice. They're going to they're going to have him in practice this week and see what he can do, um, how that goes. Then we'll see if they can roll with him. But they haven't ruled him out for Week Five. And Gallup certainly adds some of that vertical uh, game to this to this offense. Well, speaking of someone who misses his vertical threat, Carson Wentz taking on the Jets, 6,100 at DraftKings, 7,800 at FanDuel. He's giving you 25 fantasy points, at least 25 fantasy points in three of his first four games. Jets are a pretty solid run defense. They're top 10 uh, in run D. 
So I don't know if you'll get the repeat of what you saw uh, Thursday where you saw the Eagles really you know, ride the running game to eventually rally to defeat uh, the Packers. If you've got a healthy Sean Jackson, I think that you know, your mindset toward this game could change because it would mean that Wentz is going to be able to stretch the ball out again to his deep threat rather than you know, rolling the dice with a guy like a Mac Hollins. Yeah, uh, I think in Philly we're going to have to keep an eye on who's available at wide receiver and, and you know what their plan is with those running backs. I mean, certainly, Jordan Howard, three touchdown game. Nobody saw that one. Um, at least I did. And I really like the way Miles Sanders runs. I mean, Miles Sanders looks like the guy who should be getting the ball. He's got that one cut ability, um, can bust through, and he's got the speed to, to break off enormous runs. Um, maybe we'll see more of him in the passing game, and maybe that's what they're planning on doing is working some more passes into the flats with, with Sanders and utilizing some of those uh, uh, Jeffrey now that Jeffrey looks like he's back and ready to go. Oh, Matt Ryan against the Texans, uh, 5,900 on DraftKings, 77 on FanDuel. Kind of feels like he's a bargain play here, especially at DraftKings. The Texans, oh, they rushed the passer, obviously, but they only have one interception this season. And this is the type of game where the Texans go, they rely so heavily on the pass rush to uh, cover the fact that their corners are suspect. This could be the type of game Matt Ryan has a field day in. Yeah, he could have a field day um, and, you know, there's a contest out there. It's it's it says, hey, you know, you can get a piece of a hundred grand if you have the best uh, the best wide receiver QB combo, the highest scoring wide receiver QB combo on uh, in the I think in the millionaire this week. So um, if you have that, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones might be somebody to look to. Uh, you know, they're probably not going to be tops on everybody's list, but that that could be something. I could see Julio Jones tearing these guys up for 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, uh, Baltimore taking on Pittsburgh. He's 8,300 at FanDuel. He's 71 at DraftKings. He comes into the week, one of only four quarterbacks with average depth of target uh, of more than 10 yards this season. Uh, is it an opportunity for him to bounce back for what was somewhat a bad game for him last week, uh, but an opportunity to go on against the Steelers team that may actually have found itself last night in the win against Cincinnati? Yeah, that's true, um, and they, they always play better at home, so we have to remember that. Uh, Lamar Jackson is super mobile. I think he's going to have a little easier time maybe dealing with some of that pass rush. Um, so you could see him, you know, if, the, if those Steelers guys over-pursue, you know, where, where Andy Dalton might get caught in the middle of all that, Jackson gets to the outside and could end up with, you know, 25-yard gains, a uh, huge chunk. So I'd be – a little more comfortable playing Lamar Jackson this week. And again, I think he's a guy who's going to have pretty solid value with, because of what he can do with his legs. And, you know, he's got decent receivers. Uh, Willie Sneed showed up in the box score last week, which is good. Miles Boykin is a guy who's, who's kind of an up and comer. So I don't really have that, that, that meant much worry about deploying Lamar Jackson. I'm going to continue to plug him into my QB spot and probably about 10 to 25% of my GPPs every week. Uh, you look at some of the value and punt guys. Uh, Kirk Cousins, if he can't get over on the Giants, who were allowing 295 yards, 2.3 touchdowns per game, he's 5,300 at DraftKings, 68 at FanDuel. I think that they, he will have a fairly low stock 
if again, if he can't get over on the Giants, you might as well start shrugging your shoulders by his fantasy hopes. <laughs> yeah, I mean his own his own receiver, the guy that he has kind of the best relationship with, Adam Thielen, called him out in the post game interview uh, after Sunday's game and basically said. We need to be able to throw the deep ball. We have to throw the ball. We can't just run the ball the entire game. Eventually, you're going to have to throw passes. I mean, that's a direct shot at Kirk Cousins. So if this is the week, if you can't play Kirk Cousins this week, you can't play him at all. And the Vikings are really going to have to take a close look at what they just did because, you know, they're paying the guy that much money. He uh, he needs to be able to throw the ball downfield to Thielen or Diggs. Uh, it's at this point to where, you know, at the start of the season, you figured that he could be a somewhat reliable guy. And right now, you know, he is a high-paid stringer, a, a stream option uh, for uh, DFS. Kyle Allen out in Carolina is a bit interesting. 5,100 at DraftKings, uh, 6,500 at FanDuel. Jaguars are 10th in passing yards allowed. They have 141 attempts. They've only recorded one interception against uh, for their troubles. They're also 27th in yards game for pass completion. I'm not saying, you know, you know, big money out on Kyle Allen, but if you've got a lineup that you were really wanting to roll the dice on and want to go cheap at quarterback, Kyle Allen may not be a bad play here. No, I mean, the, the Panthers are home favorites. Uh, Kyle Allen is cheap on both sides. And he's really looking decent with connecting with DJ Moore and Kurt Samuel, who I think is still, you know, both those guys could have some monster games coming up. Um, Christian McCaffrey isn't just a running back. He's a receiver. So uh, Kyle Allen remains a guy who's going to be part of all of my builds. And again, you get him at a value. Uh, you know, we'll see what, what how Greg Olson looks going, because I think every game you're going to have Greg Olson with some sort of questionable tag. That's just the nature of where he's at in his career right now. Um, but, yeah, he certainly uh, benefits from having Olsen and a full complement of receivers. Two more quarterbacks to take a look at before we get to our waiver wire. Kyler Murray of the Cardinals, $6,300 at DraftKings, seventy-four at FanDuel, taking on the Bengals. Cincinnati is 29th in yards per completion uh, defensively. But Kyler Murray, my gosh, only 3.1 air yards per attempt. You know, I understand it's the air raid offense. It's a lot of short dumps here and there. But it's time you start stretching this thing out for him. Yeah, Kyler Murray is probably my favorite play of the week. Even in, even in Cincinnati, where they, that defense tends to play a little bit better. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of stuff going Larry Fitzgerald's way this week. Christian Kirk has developed into a really solid performer. And he can just eat these guys up. I mean, the Bengals right now look terrible. I mean, they looked terrible last night. And I think it's going to take them a while to get over this. But you maybe want to run that back. If you're going to game stack Kyler Murray with some of these other guys, you might want to run it back with some Tyler Boyd, um, depending on how he's feeling. Because I know he came out for a few series towards the end of last night's game. It looked like he's got his bell wrong. Um, but... Yeah, that Odin Tate might be a really cheap guy to have in there. He looked good in, in, in limited duty last night. And, you know, that's a game that I'm kind of looking at as maybe one to circle um, because we could see some we could see some early offense from the cards, um, coupled with some kind of garbage time from Dalton and, and these uh, Cincinnati receivers. Last quarterback, it's similar to the Jaguars, the Ravens. They've got the reputation, but reality – 
They have the highest yards per completion defensive leader, 29th in passing yards per game. This is an opportunity to take a look at Mason Rudolph, uh, 5,100 at DraftKings, 6,500 at FanDuel. I think he is a sneaky good play here this week. He's sneaky good and, and really developing some rapport with Deontay Thompson. Those guys work together and practice a lot in the offseason um, to develop some of the, those connections. And you saw it last night firsthand. I mean, when he was looking for receivers, opening receivers downfield, he was looking for Deontay Johnson. And, you know, Johnson had a great game. So that's, that's, that's another one I'm looking at, the Steelers offense. Um, and we've received word that maybe Connor's ankle is bothering him. So, you know, if he's out, then, then Jalen Samuels becomes kind of a top 10, top 10 play at running back. And we, we, he, he was perfect. He caught eight passes last night and, you know, basically catching an in stride with Rudolph. So Rudolph is really clicking with the backs, with the receivers. Um, we still have yet to see the big game from Juju Smith-Schuster, and you know that's coming. Uh, he was mic'd up last night and really using it to to harangue his teammates. But, uh, yeah, that's another that's another one to go to spot, Brandon. It's a good point. You still there? Hello? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. Okay. No, I was saying that you know, going into uh, week five, uh, we'll take a look at you know, the waiver wire guys. Who are some of the guys that uh, you're looking at uh, as uh, must-ads for the week? Well, um, I'm definitely adding Deontay Johnson in a lot of formats. I saw really everything I needed to see from him last night. So as a wide receiver priority, I would I would definitely look to him. Um, John Wilson could be the guy to add if Devontae Adams has to mix, uh, miss any time. And uh, Cole Beasley is a sneaky, sneaky guy to add, too. Uh, you know, the Bills are all, I think, are the Bills off this week? Uh, maybe, maybe a time to uh, kind of just sneaky grab Cole Beasley. Um, and let's see, a tight end? Well, you know, Eric Ebron is a guy that had a terrible game in week four. Um, salvaged it with a garbage time touchdown. I think that, that Ebron is a guy who's not owned enough and could be kind of an upside tight end, too, for week five against the Chiefs. Is there a deep sleeper that you see, especially you know, for uh, teams that are uh, seasonal guys that are in deeper leagues, uh, guys that might be you know, in that 5 to 10% range, but yet deeper leagues could have some strong value? Uh, yeah, um, well, you know, I hate to say it. Mohamed Sanu is not the, the sexiest of picks, but he's a guy who's – he doesn't have the upside of Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley, but he's available in just about every format, um, and he produces. I mean, he's coming off a nine-catch game where he saw 12 targets. He's got, like, 24 catches on the season with no touchdowns yet, so that's the only thing that's really keeping him from being a solid uh, wide receiver three, so – Sanu's a guy that I'm looking at. Um, also, it's it's a sneaky week to maybe add one of the Miami receivers, whether it's Devontae Parker or Preston Williams. These guys are going to be playing from behind. And in PPR leagues, that's all you need sometimes to rack up 10 to 15 points. Oh, indeed. Going into week five, who are the, who are the one or two players that you're looking forward to as far as you know, perhaps being a surprise for uh, fantasy players? Well, you know, it's weird. Uh, Zach Pascal's a guy that I've been kind of waiting to see something out of. He had seven targets last week, 
and they're facing the Chiefs, and that could be a situation where Brissett is forced to kind of go to his receivers a little bit more. Um, so Zach Pascal, he had 72 yards on Sunday in that loss to Oakland. Um, I mean, his upside and his relevance kind of hinge on the availability of T.Y. Hilton. But if, if T.Y. Hilton's not there, you could see a big surprise game from Zach Pascal. You know, 10 to 12 targets and, you know, a, a handful of catches, some, some decent yardage in the TD. Tell you what, uh, even though they are playing the Giants this week, I do like Wayne Goldman. I like the fact that, uh, that he is involved in the passing game. Uh, 11 targets. He's got nine receptions for 79 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's not going to be a guy who's going to grind you and give you that home run play, but he's someone that you know, will give you a solid three, four yards per carry. He's probably going to be the guy near the goal line. So in a game, I think it's going to be a little more high scoring than expected. I like Wayne Gallman, uh this week. Uh, I also like Miles Sanders to step up this week. Uh, again, the Jets, uh, the Jets are a tough run defense. But like you said, yo, I think we finally saw Miles Sanders develop into a pro uh, on Thursday night. He stopped running, you know, tentatively. He started running with a little more authority. Uh, it's going to be him and Howard getting touches. And I think that Miles Sanders uh, will probably be the hot hand in Philadelphia. So those are really the two guys that I like this week. Yeah, I like those picks. All right, so that will do it for October 1st, I guess, before we go. Uh, tonight is the uh, American League wild card, Tampa Bay and Oakland. Before we go, uh, who do you have for your World Series pick? Ooh, well, you know, I'm a Yankee fan, and I got I to gotta root for my boys, but unfortunately, I think it's going to be Astros-Dodgers. I just don't see us getting past that Astros pitching staff. They're too good. You know, uh, to me, I think that it's going to be a rematch of 2017. I think you're going to see uh, the uh, Dodgers get past the Braves in the National League. I think it will be a slugfest with the Yankees uh, and Astros. I think Astros with the home field will be able to do it. When you've got two pitchers, Garrett Cole and uh, Justin Verlander, who won 20 games and have 300 strikeouts each, that is one hell of an equalizer. I think that not. I think that this time around, Astros win this thing at six. Yeah, I mean the 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 Dodgers are are fun to watch. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can get to Cole, get to Verlander. I mean those guys do give up a few home runs. So if the Dodgers bats can get really hot, I can see something happen. You know, they'll probably come down to bullpens, but you know, the run for October begins tonight. Have to be up a little later for it because it is going to be in Oakland, uh, but it should be a fun uh, October and one that I'm sure that we'll be talking about as the month goes on. So for my friend Antonio Darkangelis, this is Brandon Williams for the October 1st edition of the Win Daily Sports Podcast. Uh, Join tomorrow. It's going to be Scott Engel, the king, will be on, and we'll figure out who will be his guest. But for now, we'll see you later. Thanks a lot, guys.